You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. Each week, you'll hear from remarkable guests who have overcome challenges and obstacles to succeed in the face of adversity. By listening to their stories, you'll get practical tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hi there, this is Sarah, and I want to thank you so much for downloading this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about shedding limiting labels and beliefs so we can lead a fulfilling, meaningful, and purposeful life. I believe without a doubt, we are each capable of more than we can ever imagine. That's true when we work alone, and it's even more true, I think, when we work in teams and bring the best out in each other. This week is our final session or lesson, if you will, in our four-part series to help you get ready to right-size your 2021 strategic planning process. And today's episode is all about implementing and documenting your planning sessions. So let's review. Last week, we actually talked about how to create your data to support your meetings, how to build an effective agenda, and then how to facilitate, how to think through facilitation that's engaging and keeps people involved. This week, we're going to talk about creating the container. And when I say the container, I mean where you put your strategic plan decisions. We're going to talk about building out the container, your template, your strategic plan document, or wherever you decide that you're going to keep all of the decisions so that you can share them back and use them. And we're going to talk about approving and communicating your plan. So, you know, we use the word container. There are different ways of documenting your strategic plan. I know organizations who use a spreadsheet. They keep their goals and objectives in a spreadsheet. They keep the task lists, lists the task lists um, also connected to that. And what they do is use that as they go throughout the weeks, quarters, and years and keep it updated. Other people create a plan document that is a more standalone document that they can share with funders and staff. But the main thing is they have a plan template of some sort. For purposes of us talking, I'm going to talk about a actual plan document. We're going to talk about um, the template first. So one of the things you need to do when you create your container is make that decision. Where are you going to keep your plan, the decisions, your goals, your objectives, your mission, your vision, your values? Where will you keep that? So once you create your plan template or select it, you want to draft it. Once you've drafted it, you want to provide context. Now, when I'm talking about context, it's so that someone who picks up your plan would understand more about your organization, some background information. It doesn't have to be a lot, but when were you formed? What do you do? Where do you work? Um, what data 
do you have? Are there is there information about current conditions or trends affecting the work you do and the people you serve? And what other information might you have to set the stage for planning? So this is different than a grant proposal. We're not trying to provide every piece of information to convince somebody, but this is providing some background and context. And then once you have that, you want to, you know, you've got your template, you've updated it with some context, some pieces about the organization, like I said, conditions and trends and other information. You want to issue that template as your baseline draft. So it's not going to have a lot of information at this point. It will have potentially a cover page, who is participating in your planning, and a table of contents, and some information in the document under some of those headings. Once you have created and issued that template, you're going to use that template to document the decisions that get made throughout your planning process, whether that is a one-day process, a two-week process, or that you have to do it built out over time over months or more. So you're going to orient participants. So you've shared it. Let me back up just a second. You've shared that ahead of time. But when you come together, you're going to orient participants to the document. You're going to talk about how you will be building it together. And by building it together, we're talking about using it at every meeting as a anchor point so that you can show people what they've already accomplished and they can see kind of what's left to do. It gives you a chance when you do that to ask for very um, succinct review and feedback. Now, this isn't about going over the plan and editing it as a group. It's just saying, hey, do you see this? Are there questions you need us to address? Some of those will happen offline. But once you've issued a draft version after each planning session, you want to update it. So let's say your first meeting, you're talking about um, the current state of your organization, and you're trying to identify if your current mission, if you have one, remains the same remains the same. I'm the same with your vision and values. It's a good place. So once you have agreement on those things, you can put them in your plan document. And whatever you decide and put in your plan document, you want to send it out after the meeting, soon after the meeting, so that people can remember what the discussions were and give them an opportunity to comment on it. Um, and as long as they comment back and with some edits that are really just technical edits, for instance, like spelling or punctuation, or maybe you didn't finish a sentence, right? Um, when you were writing it, I've had that happen. Someone said, I think you didn't finish your thought here. True story. I didn't finish my thought and I read it and I'm going, oh yeah, there's another part to that sentence that I must have gotten taken off track. And I proofed this document, but because the grammar and the spelling was correct, totally missed that. So if they're not substantive changes or edits, meaning it doesn't change the meaning of the content that's in there, just make the edits so that the next version is correct. Now, if you get suggestions back when you do that, what you want to be able to do is take note of other suggestions and you want to be able to share that back and get the group to make decisions about them. Now, you may not do that in a standalone meeting. 
as part of your planning meeting. But you may ask folks to hop online for a short call to do that. You want to think about how can you do this in the most efficient way for your organization. Um, sometimes you can do that through serial emails where you make the changes or you show the track changes and get people to give you feedback on that. But you wanna think through that, you wanna make it transparent because what you're really trying to do is make sure that the people who participate in planning see their work reflected in the way that they agreed to as a group. So remember as the person who's documenting, it is not an invitation to rework what they did it really is an invitation to clarify anything that may be confusing or misstated in the draft itself. And when you build the plan as you go, you will find that you actually get your plan documented. I've done planning with folks who wait till the end, and it's not surprising that it's hard for them to document things because too much time has elapsed since the conversation took place. So the richness of it and what was meant by conversations is lost. So once you've shared and built out the container, whether it's through two or three meetings or more, the final step in that piece of it is to get approval from the board and then to communicate the plan. So getting board approval is not a just nice to do thing. It's actually the board's responsibility to make sure the organization has a strategic direction as part of their fiduciary responsibility. So they need to review, approve, and adopt the plan formally before you can call it your organization's plan. And the next thing you wanna think about with that is how are you going to communicate your plan? Now, my bias is to communicate it as wide and as deeply as possible throughout your entire organization. After all, you spent time planning and the purpose of a plan is to create a blueprint that allows people to know where you're going, how you're gonna get there, how you'll know that you're on track, what your success looks like, um, how you're gonna deal with changes, all of that. And if you keep that in the hands of only a few, only the few will be able to move things forward when what you want to be in a really effective organization is for everybody to be empowered to move forward and create success as your organization defines it. So as you share and communicate the plan organization-wide, you wanna tell folks how you're gonna use the plan, how you're gonna keep it front and center in the day-to-day -day work of the organization. You wanna share with people how you're gonna track progress and make sure that it's a living and vibrant roadmap and not just something dusty that, you know, two or three months from now has no relevance um, because situations change so quickly. And then more specifically, how often will you revise or update the plan? Is that something you're gonna do monthly, quarterly, only annually, maybe every two years? But people wanna know how, how often to expect that and then how will that happen? The other thing at this part of the stage of communicating your plan is to have a conversation about how you will share the contents of your plan outside of the organization. Some folks are uncomfortable sharing their strategic plan. So I wanna clarify that you don't necessarily have to share the entire plan, but I was totally surprised 
when a year and a half ago I was updating content and I was asked to actually teach a class of for strategic planning to public agencies. Now I'd been teaching strategic planning at the university's ongoing nonprofit excellence area for a number of years. And I would update the content on that every year before I teach, but this was a different target audience. So these were public agencies. And I had some assumptions that every person or agency in that room would have a plan. After all, they were leading communities. Some were leading counties, some were leading community or, you know, like public agencies within a county, health and human services or transportation. What They were very diverse group. My assumption was that they would all have a plan because how would they function? And more than that, how would they communicate to those of us who they serve? Um, but I was really surprised to find when I was doing research about who was attending so I would know how best to help them that some of the agencies didn't have a plan on their website. And when I asked them, they didn't have one necessarily internally. And those that did, didn't necessarily have it distributed to all the leaders or line staff, if you will. So again, it was more narrowly focused. So remember that a plan is a roadmap. It's a blueprint. It's a guidebook. It lets you lead with impact. If you have a plan and you don't share it, you might as well not invest the time or resources in planning. Now, again, you don't have to share your plan with everyone. You get to decide that as part of planning. But again, if you want others to know where you're going, what success looks like, and the time, talent, and resources that it will take and that they have available to them to achieve success, you have to share. You have to also leave the door open so people can come to you um, and ask for and ask questions and get clarification. And P.S. I'm not the only one who searches for companies or um, nonprofit strategic plans on the web. Funders and other stakeholders do that regularly. They do it as part of due diligence whether they, when they've been asked to become a board member, they will see what they can find out about you, even if they know about you or have heard of your organization, they're gonna wanna know how serious you are. Do you have a plan? Do you know where you're going? Because their time is precious. Donors want to know that as well because they're donating money to you. How do you use your money? What's your focus? Is your focus the same? And funders, grantors, um, We'll look for that as well. It is a signal that you have taken the time, that your board is engaged, that your staff is engaged in achieving your mission and vision and getting the results that you promise through your nonprofit organization. So this really is a shorter episode this week. I do want to quickly review what we've covered. We've talked about creating your container for your strategic plan, whatever format you want to use building out that container, taking your template and building it incrementally, letting folks know what decisions were made and how they show up in the plan and getting their feedback so you can keep it um, accurate and then getting approval from the board and sign off and communicating your plan. So we talked through all of those pieces. Thank you for listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast. I want to ask you to help us to continue to share the message of consistent, intentional, and inspired action. 
If you want to join our next free five days to two stress-free planning challenge, you can sign up here and that's um, bit.ly forward slash five day planning challenge. Five is the number five. If you want strategic planning coaching or support directly from me, you can schedule a complimentary one-time call by going to calendly.com forward slash Sarah Box forward slash coaching hyphen session. And we'll have those links in the show notes so you don't have to remember them. I just want to say we appreciate you walking alongside us on this journey of living without labels or limits. I'm committed to your success because the more successful you are, the better off all of us are. Thanks and have a great week. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.